Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. I'm the Pete Bits. I'm joined by the Luke Bits, and we are broadcasting. Well, coming to you. We were broadcasting earlier in the year, uh, but you can hear our voices right now on the day of Kit Harrington, Hugo Loris's birthday, and Lars Ulrich from uh, Metallica. They're three big hitters, aren't they, Lukey Moore? Yeah, that's actually a pretty good lineup. And when you say earlier in the year, I think it's important to point out it's not like June. No, it's like two no. days. Before. I mean, that would be yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone. I think all we've got in this show is how current we are. Yeah, we've got nothing else, Luke. It's a great June. I'm enjoying June. I've got a lovely tan. Um, I'm only imagining what it'll be like on Boxing Day. But no, joking aside, <laughs> Lars Ulrich, Hugo Lloris, and Kit Harrington. That is a great lineup of birthdays. Sometimes you it's are really bad. struggling when you go with that that list. Sometimes I'm like, who's that? But those three, mm. straight in my dome piece, know, know who they are instantly. So I'm very, very happy with that. I think from a previous Luke and Pete show recording, or perhaps even uh, a Ramble Patreon episode, uh, I I have it in my head that the 27th, tomorrow if you will, uh, his birthday is John Legend. Uh, now, I'm going to Google that to check whether my brain is working. When was he born? John Legend... December 28th. I was a day uh, off, Luke. I'm so sorry, everyone. You are slipping. That is a shame. People have talked about you slipping, and I thought to myself, no, I'll back him up there, but that is evidence right there. But it, but if but if I do show, uh, but if I do send John Legend a card, I'll only be a day early. It's better to be early than late. It'll be perfect. Better yeah, exactly. to be early than late. Um, are, you, are you still reeling from our two Christmas special episodes, the Yule Lads? Um, all sorts went on last time. Mm, yeah, I mean, don't ask me to remember any of it, but I remember there's, there were some pretty good stories, some user-generated content, uh, which was uh, which ticked a lot of Christmas boxes. Definitely. Pulled apart a couple of Christmas <laughs> presents here and there. Absolutely, and what we thought we'd do, because it's Boxing Day, right? No one's doing anything. And mm. even if you're back to work or you're doing a shift or something like that, for which you have our unwavering support, um, mm. but if you are working and you're on your way in or you're just lazing around doing nothing i thought it'd be quite nice today and for the show on thursday because these are the last mm. two shows of the year to perhaps sum up some of the things that have happened this year um that you may not um that you may not remember and mm. the reason for that is because um well there's two reasons one because you and i are both getting older well everyone's getting older but obviously we're the hosts so we're, we're included yep. in that um and it's quite difficult to differentiate between years as you get older i think just because there's been so many of them and mm. the second and main reason i think pete and hopefully this is something you'll share is that 
so much fucking stuff happens all the time now that it's actually quite <laughs> difficult to even keep up with it. Is that us getting older, or do you think the world's just getting more mad? Um, I just think uh, I, I just think we're I think stories really burn bright for shorter periods of time. So a story that might have you know echoed down the ages for for a week or two. Now I mean that's you know Tuesday at nine a.m. <laughs> that's what you get. Done, really. Yeah. Then there's some other horror to watch. You know, like. I mean, because to me it feels like, for example, the most public, uh, publicly embarrassing and expensive, you know, midlife crisis of all time, i.e., mm. Elon Musk taking um, over Twitter. Yeah. Right. How, when do you reckon that happened? Just off the top of your head. Um, I think it probably happened quite late in the year. It feels like November. Start okay. of November. You've undermined my point. Sorry, is, I that's, know, that's but, always but I, can only, I can only tell a truth. Because no, you, you would think that that would take quite a long time to sort of settle in and stuff, but no, I think it is actually. Uh, I think it was the very start think. of November, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not even two months ago. I know, mad, isn't it? And, and it mad. feels like so much has happened. It feels like paradigm shifts happen all the time now. <laughs> Everything. What comes to just big, fairly big happen and not be a total paradigm shift for how we live our lives, and so. Um, that's that's the inspiration for I think it's a nice time to do a kind of summary of the year, but we're not going to do it in a kind of chronological, usual, traditional way. What I'm going to do is I've got a list of things here that mm. um, I think are the most notable things that have happened, and I've got a number attached to each of them, and I want Pete to give me a number, and when he gives me a number, mm. that will correspond with an event, and then we'll talk about it. So that's how it's going to work. I just need me pen and paper here, though, so I don't um, repeat. Um, uh, and Yeah, and okay, Pete, so give me a number between one and say i mean i've got loads but you could say between one and 15 all right i'll go for 12 that's all right number 12 scrolling number 12 number 12 number 12 12 is um will smith hitting chris rock at the oscars (laughs) oh right okay yeah yeah. i mean that feels like it was last month but it was probably january or something like that well have a guess as to when you think it happened um i reckon actually thinking about it it it's probably about may it was actually the twenty seventh of March, twenty twenty two. Oh, so it was earlier than that. I mean, it's it, it was um, a very. I think we spoke about it on on the show, and it was shocking and depressing almost immediately. We went through all of the cycle it's, very very quickly with that one, didn't we? It's great now. It's known as the Will Smith Chris Rock slapping incident at the ninety fourth mm. Academy Awards. Uh, Will Smith walked on stage and slapped comedian Chris Rock across the face during Rock's presentation for Best Documentary Feature, um, also known as Slapgate and the Slap Heard Around the World. <laughs> <laughs> and the outcome was that uh, Will Smith resigned and was issued a 10-year uh, ban from the Academy. Uh, and, yeah, basically everyone wrung their hands, gave their hot takes, and it was, I think, probably one of the more bizarre things, for, for a couple of reasons. One is that I think that it probably showed in quite stark um, fashion how bad it is to probably be living your life in the public eye all the time. But like, I think mm. people are starting to come round to that now, and I think Will Smith is someone who's had a lot of pressure and a lot of kind of um, a lot of kind of issues around the way he lives his life and all that kind of stuff, which I don't want to go into in too much detail. But also, um, there were a lot of people out there saying, "Well, if you someone slags off your wife, you've got to give him a slap." Do you know what I mean? Like quite a couple of quite basic mm. takes as well. How do you feel about the whole incident now? The dust has settled, Peter. I I, I wish that um, Chris Rock had left the stage and then they didn't have a backup host for the Oscars that would be that would have been very funny it was like, and, and everyone turns to Will Smith and says, well done Will yeah you've ruined the Oscars well he, he was no only present Oscars. he was only presenting that award though 
Oh, Chris Rock. He wasn't hosting the whole no, thing. No, it was hosted by... Who was by, hosting the whole thing? I think it was Amy Schumer um, and then a couple of people I don't really know. Um, Regina Hall is the other one listed. Why? And I'm sorry, Wonder why is Sykes. Amy Schumer hosting the Oscars? It's the Oscars. Well, Amy she, Schumer's... I mean... She's won four Oscars as an actor, actually. Has she? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course she hasn't. You never know. Sometimes they do a worthy one, don't they, the old comedian? So if you're, say, say in the summer, this has happened, part of this mm. I think has happened in the past, mm. you are asked to host an event at the British Podcast Awards, an right. award. Say, I mean, let's yeah. say you're, you're, you're um, presenting the award for um, best sports podcast, right? Right. And you're about to do your thing. You make a yeah. joke about, say, mm. maybe... The guy from My Dad Wrote a Porno. <laughs> right, okay. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, I say, um, very much like, uh, very much like Dad Wrote a Porno. No, unlike Dad Wrote a Porno, these uh, awards are, are actually are, are happening <laughs> rather than Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah, so which is not happening. Welcome anymore. to the entirely factual. Best sports, best sports <laughs> podcast section of the British Podcast Awards, and you, yeah, you make a joke about um, the bloke from My Dad wrote a porno, uh, the mm. main guy, not the other yeah. two, and okay. he comes up and heftily slaps you across the chops in front of your podcast brethren. Mm. Do you do a Chris Rock where you can't make a bit of a joke about it? You probably say, "Goodness me!" straight away. Mm. I'd say, yeah, yeah. would you? You definitely do that. That's that's your placeholder to buy you a bit of time. What? What a podcast show moment, I'd shout. Yeah. What would you actually yeah. do? Would you give him a slap back? Would you have a swing a big hay maker back at him? I mean, to be honest, I uh, walked past him. I don't know why I did it. I walked past him uh, a couple of weeks ago at some, some do, and I, sh- I shook the hands of somebody next to him and then sort of felt a bit awkward, so went to shake his hand as well. And so we shook hands, and he doesn't know who I am. Um, uh, but I, he does have big old paws, and he's quite tall, and quite hefty, so uh, I imagine I'd probably be slapped into the middle of next week if he deemed to deemed uh, fit to to slap me in the chops. I must admit. Well, you should ne- don't go down, never go down. What do you mean? Don't go. What do you mean? Stand your gonna... feet. <laughs> is that your advice? Is it? Stand your feet as much as you can. You never give up. Never give up. Yeah. Okay. I sorry. I did. Did you? Did you? Speaking of never giving up, did you see um, Rocky? Did you see uh, Sylvester Stallone um, picking up some uh, <laughs> picking up some plates? No, uh, I haven't seen week. that. Tell me about it. So he's um, he's he's put a video on his Instagram where he's picking up some weight, like you know, like the the the, the weights on the bar, like the plates you put on the end of the bar to, yeah. to do your lifting and stuff, right? Yeah. He's got some weights, and he's got two something like forty kilogram weights or something. So two forty kilogram weights or whatever, and he's got uh, two uh, in his hands, one one in each hand, and he's from the floor. He's lifting them up, going. Argh, argh, argh. And then he drops them, yeah. completely free, drops them. And um, they're clearly from a company called fakeplates.com. <laughs> like, like, it's the exact same design. It's the exact same. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So the, so the, so the video stops before it hits the ground and goes, badonk. Yeah. Um, but he's just done this kind of fake, like, uh, plate lifting little display. Um, and the thing about, like, lifting stuff that isn't actually that heavy... They move in a slightly different way, yeah. don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, if you look uh, at, why is he doing that? At, why is he doing that at nearly like eighty? Well, he's an why actor. He, he's just why acting. He... Why don't you like actors acting? Yeah, but why is he doing it on his Instagram pretending he's lifting a load of plates when he's just not? Um, so, 
it's it's like when the if you look at if you watch the film Titanic when the boat goes right ship goes right up into a vertical position and starts sinking and right. these people fall off it and hit things on the way down. Yeah. They're all basically hitting like rubber things. So oh, it's, it, it's all like so, once you yeah. see it, you can't unsee it. Like it, and I, I understand things need to be done, and I understand that you know, yeah, it's a big project. But James Cameron famously spends hundreds of millions on his films. So on CGI, you, you think know, you could CGI that? Yeah. Out? Why is no one spotting yeah. that? You know, um, but but on the uh, on the Sylvester Stallone thing, you know, he's got that new. Um, this is quite. This is a quite a departure, but bear with me. He's got, we'll go on to our next event in a minute. He's got a show out called Tulsa King. Have you seen it advertised? I've not seen Tulsa King, no. So it's like an... The, I haven't, well, I'll tell you the story. Um, it looks like um, he plays some kind of gangster mafia character who goes to a different town and does his thing. Right. Uh, and it's like, you just imagine Sylvester Stallone is basically, um, I don't know, some kind of Scorsese-type you know, mafia boss. And it's got Correct. a bit of a comedy thing to it, and it's you know it's, it's got a bit of a sideways glance at mafia life, all that kind of stuff, right? And the advert's exactly as you'd imagine it. And um, I read a review of it, which said it was absolutely fucking brilliant, right? Said, oh, the character development's brilliant. It's an amazing story. Are you looking it up now? Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, tough, yeah. So yeah, so, and 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 the, and the review was amazing. Mm, I was yeah. like, all right, well, I'll give it a go then. I had nothing on the other night. Um, so I thought I'll flick it on, just see what it's like. I'm looking mm. for a new series to watch. Got for about five minutes of it. Thought, oh, this, I can't be bothered with this. This looks a bit shit. I'm not going to stick with it. Um, so I turned it off. Went back to the review. Realised the review I'd read was from a Sopranos fan Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, no trust... surprise, you fucking like it, mate. Yeah, if you can't... but you love the Sopranos. You're you're a walking uh, one man uh, Sopranos fan account. But this is a man on the Twitter who does a he does a poll about the Sopranos every day and has done so I think since Twitter if it was invented and, and it's and it's like Twitter's like polls like do you think Furio should have gone with Carmella so it's really it's really inane stuff and he just decided to do a review of a, of a show about the mafia uh that he where he said it was amazing like the same you know I remember once going to watch the um I'm not sure if I told you this story but I went to the Prince Charles cinema I was invited there mm. by Capital Radio when I was working there and yeah. I went to the Prince Charles cinema in Leicester Square to watch the first two episodes of the final series of The Sopranos. Okay, yeah. And it was quite cool. And, and they did the whole thing out like a um, like a New Jersey film theatre. And they auditioned out buttered popcorn and hot dogs. Right. And there was someone going, hot dogs, get your hot dogs. Like that, right? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. But it was fine. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, was re- I really liked The Sopranos and I wanted to watch the episodes. And we got to watch the first two before like they came out. So it was like a cool thing. Sat down, I took my mate along, sat down there. The guy who sat down next to me was like a cosplaying member of Sopranos, like no, Demio crime family. Like he right, literally okay. kept tapping me on the shoulder in the middle of the, of the episode going, there's only two ways out of this game of ours, into the can or in a box. And I was like, <laughs> okay. but he, he wasn't being paid to be there. He was just, he just turned up like that. He was basically right. living what, what, the life. How had he found how he found his way into the cinema? I think it might have been a competition winning element. Right, okay. What for Mafia Weekly? I, I think on, I think on the aforementioned Capital Radio. I think if you were a big Sopranos fan, you entered this competition and you won. So basically just talked the whole way through it, even though he's probably from like Hemel Hempstead <laughs> and his wife didn't say a word the whole time. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Great stuff. Anyway, Fantastic. um, Give me another number, Peter. So we've had Will Smith and Chris Rock. I'd completely forgotten about that, by the way. That's how mm. crazy the 2022's been. Give me another one. Number six, please. Number six. Okay. Here we go. Number six is 
Storm Eunice ripping the roof off of the O2. Oh yeah, I remember that. When, yeah. now, when was Storm was Storm Eunice kind of September time? I can't bloody remember. A red weather warning was issued for Storm Eunice uh, on the seventeenth of February. <laughs> oh, okay, no, I know. Right, and then um, it struck on the eighteenth of February, and it actually, and this has gone a little bit underreported, I think. It set a new record in England for wind gust of one hundred and twenty-two mm. miles an hour, which was actually on the Isle of Wight, and it was the most impo- it was the most powerful storm to impact the south coast since the Great Storm of nineteen eighty-seven, which I'm sure people of our age all remember. Um, mm. And it ripped the roof off the O2, and that was in February, and, and people have forgotten; they've moved on with their lives now. Yeah, it's and I don't know how you get that back. How do you get that back on? <laughs> Because I, because I was, um, I was at some do at the O2. Uh, what do you call it? The little bit of the O2. Indigo O2. two. Indigo two. And I took a wrong. I had a big tray of beers, and I took a wrong turn, and someone had left a sort of access door open, and I found myself in sort of like a bit of the bowels of of the O2, and I could see like the sheet of plastic sort of going over the top. So it was basically the stuff that had been ripped off, mm. and it's you'd think it'd be like really, really. I mean, it is thick, but. Not as thick as you need to to, to sort of um, you know look after yourself on the on the Thames where there's no protection wind wise at all. It's crazy. Are you are you calling negligence then? I just think you need just f- during the winter months you should put a a little um, a little thermal blanket over the top or something. <laughs> Massive silver thing <laughs> like a big yeah, big exactly. UFO. Yeah, it was, um, it's it's. I, I try to find out what they've done with it now, but. As you can probably imagine, Googling roof of the O2 um, just basically shows you loads of pictures of the O2, which, of course, used to be the Millennium Dome, which I don't think we should forget because mm, it, yeah, I'm, I'm a big new Labour fan and I'm happy to go on the record as saying that, um, but the Millennium Dome is quite funny. It's quite cringe, isn't it? <laughs> I think of the Millennium Dome on Millennium Eve and think of Cherry Blair doing Old Lang Syne with a really big, massive mouth, like really enthusiastically. I don't remember that, but I remember. I mean, because I kept calling the Millennium Stadium the Millennium Stadium, the old uh, the old one in Cardiff. Yeah, you kept calling that the Millennium Dome, did you? Say again. You kept calling that the Millennium Dome. <laughs> no, I didn't start calling that Millennium. It's just quite. It's just quite quaint, really. It reminds me of uh, the Millennium Dome, the Millennium Wheel, the Millennium. Uh, it's stadium. very quaint. Reminds me of. Um, you know the Millennium Bug and all those kind of uh, and, and a computer chip with little spooky eyes going ah Millennium Bug Argh, like that. People actually thought at one point that planes were going to fall out of the sky. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, which is I mean mad to think of now. Well, I mean that's that's the thing they sort of in, in the same way that like uh, but people comparing like climate change to the Millennium uh, Bug. It's like oh well you know the Millennium Bug uh, um, it was um, it was all a you know it was all a storm in a teacup. It's like no. It was a real problem, but then engineers got together and fixed it. So it's, it's yeah. completely different to the fucking. Well, it's different in a million climate. different ways, anyway. But yeah, yeah. So I what, know. the message of the what's so the message of the Millennium Bug is that if you get together and work together uh, scientifically, you can fix a potentially massive problem. Yeah, well, exactly. There you go. Then no more questions. <laughs> um, I was going to say that yeah. When I mentioned that 122 mile an hour wind of Storm Eunice, um, so. Do you know that um, the, the windiest place in the United States is Mount Washington in New Hampshire? Um, right, okay. And I don't, so I don't fully understand why, but it, outside of tropical cyclones and hurricanes and actual like individual kind of 
events like that. Mm. It's the windiest place. I th- definitely in the US, possibly in the world. I'm not sure if it's the world, but it's definitely the US. Uh, it's, it's this real amalgamation of kind of weather fronts and, and atmospheric conditions, which means it's always really windy. And yeah. um, the um, the record for wind on the top of Mount Washington, and don't forget this isn't a hurricane or a cyclone or anything like that. The record just for their windiest day is 231 miles an hour, <laughs> which is double the strength of Storm Eunice. Yeah, I mean, what, what, how are you, are you, how are you sort of building anything to withstand that? How do you build something that can judge that without being blown away? <laughs> See what I mean? Oh it's my incredible. God, anyway, amazing. anyway, so I'm, I'm, Big LC's been to the top of Mount Washington. It's not the highest mountain or anything like that, but it's just very, yep. very windy. I think it's on, I think it's on the Appalachian Trail or at least part of there it. There you go. Um, all right, mate, give me another number. All right, then. Do you want to take a quick break before that? I'll tell you what, you can have the break to think of a number. How about that? I will then. All right. Hmm, will I go for 15? Will I go for 12? You've will already I done go 12. for 20? You've already done 12. I've already done 12. Will I go for... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
And we're back. It's the Look at Picture, and I'm reading out numbers, and Luke's telling me what happened in the year in a slightly confusing, convoluted way. <laughs> Which is the custom of the Luke and Pete show by now. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, can I have 11, please? <laughs> Literally, all you've got to do is say a number. It's your only contribution <laughs> to this. Can I, can I have 11, please? 11. Yes, you can. Let me write that down because you've had <laughs> um, 12, 11, and one other. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. So 11 is... Oh, this is a good one. So, 11 is the UK coming second in Eurovision. Mm. Okay. And it's slightly um, annoying, um, even though we kind of understand the reasons for it. So, th- this happened uh, in May of 2022, the 14th of May, and the UK mm. came second uh, because Ukraine came first. And we understand mm. why Ukraine came first, and, we, you know, Fair enough, and all that kind of good stuff, but it is kind of a little bit annoying <laughs> because yeah. the UK never come anywhere near, and they would have won it if it wasn't for that. Basically, yeah, I think with um, I, I, again, like you say, it's 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 uh, it's a good thing. Obviously, Ukraine came first, but um, it, Britain probably wouldn't have a better chance to do it again. And I think but the thing about this Spaceman song that the guy sang is that he looks a little bit like a guy you know, called Gav Parker. Are you familiar with that guy? Gav Parker. Gareth uh, Parker. He's oh, Gareth Parker. Kind of Sorry, yeah, I do Gareth know Gareth Parker. Parker. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah He looks yeah, a bit yeah. like him with a big beard. Yeah. Um, and, but, but with a massive sort of mouth, like a really big old mouth. Yeah. And um, he's like, all right, he comes second in Eurovision, and Eurovision is presumably a big thing to a lot of people. But, like, I keep seeing that guy... All over the place, doing variations of the song Spaceman. Yeah. You know, for any charity event, he'll sort of change the lyrics to Spaceman. He'll write new lyrics and he'll come up with new ones. And it's just it, like, we, we, we've, you've done it. Go and do something else. What do you want him to do? In an ideal again. world, what would he be doing now? Podcast with Stack, I don't know. Probably. Probably, probably just hanging out in cinemas, talking to you. I don't know. Like, just anything. <laughs> He he. So he's a lovely man by all accounts. I think the reason he gets everywhere is because people genuinely really like him. Right. He's a, really, I think he's a really positive, uplifting chap who people yeah. seem to like. You know, he's been on TikTok stuff with Adele, and he's done lots of other bits and pieces. Mm. I think this is just a case of the fact that people just really like him, and so he pops up um, doing bits and pieces here and there. He's got a lovely singing voice as well. Beautiful yes, singing yeah, voice. Yeah, he has. He Brilliant singer. Voice. Um, and if you look at the Eurovision, so do you know? I mean, you're not someone who really gets involved with Eurovision that much, are you? Not really, no. So um, the way it works is the points and stuff are you have a jury, and f- seriously, fuck knows who's on the jury. I mean, imagine being <laughs> on the jury. You could do that probably. You've done radio. I was on. I was on the Brit panel. I think. I on the Brits panel for a bit. You I could do. The, you could definitely Brits, do Eurovision. <laughs> Would you see that as a step up from the Brits panel or not? Um, I don't know. I, I imagine it would be. It probably be. There'd probably be a bit of um, travel involved. I'd have to go to um, Amsterdam or something, hang out with my other judges. I'd quite like that. Yeah, fair enough. So you could do it. Um, I mm. think you'd be great at it. So there's a jury and there's a televoting. So when people pick up the phone all over Europe and vote for their favourite, that's counted. And then the jury does um, a waiting as well. I can't remember the exact mm. waiting between them, but the combined score is what wins the whole thing. And the United Kingdom with good old Sam Ryder, actually came top of the music expert jury for Eurovision this year, but only came fifth in the televoting, hence them coming second. Ukraine I came see. top in the televoting, as you probably imagine, by, by 200-odd points, uh, and came fourth in the jury and won overall by quite a distance. Um, 
But UK coming second is a big deal. I believe, and I think most people believe, it wasn't for the Ukraine thing, they would have won. Uh, mm. I'm not saying that makes us the real victims of the Ukraine invasion, because clearly that's not <laughs> the case. So yeah. don't write in. But it was quite a notable event, and I put it in my list chiefly because I love Eurovision, and I make no apology for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you like do you like the evening where you actually sit down and watch Eurovision? Do oh, yeah. you watch like the previous rounds and stuff like that? No, I don't watch the semis. But you got to remember right. um, the reason I got into Eurovision. I quite liked it before because it's kind of fun mm. and camp, and it's actually genuinely like very. I think it's a very interesting thing, and I'm a bit of a Europhile anyway. But obviously, my wife being American came to the UK, saw it advertised on the TV, and was like, "What is this?" What the what fuck do you is guys this? get up to? Yeah, and uh, she had no idea it even existed. She's like, "We've got to watch this," and um, to her, it's just an absolute joy. And then, and then we later found out there's like some public service channel or cable mm. channel in the US, which I think is like, um, you know, like a gay, a gay friendly, gay orientated TV channel, which mm. gets the rights and runs Eurovision with a couple of uh, gay guys commentating on it every year in the US right. as well, but she just never knew it actually happened. So if you are listening in the US and you like the idea of Eurovision, you can actually find it, even though it's never advertised anywhere, because, I mean, you know, why would it be, I suppose? Um, but yeah. I love it. I think for me, it's one of the TV events of the year, mate. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, it really. I mean, it's, it's not up there with the, like, the FA Cup final for me, but it's it's just Similar. it's always been Similarly there. Similarly, it'll, it'll always be there. We're, we're going up to um, me and Mark from uh, Wrestle Me um, the the day before Eurovision in Liverpool. Um, Effie, the, uh, the the wrestler who uh, runs the or helps run a uh, LGBTQ plus um, uh, federation, wrestling federation that we saw in Dallas. Uh, he's doing a show, uh, his uh, big gay brunch. He's doing in Liverpool the day before Eurovision. I mean, it. It sounds like a great fit, but then you also sort of go, the hotel's going to be very expensive, aren't they? Yeah, and busy. <laughs> yeah, and busy. But bloody fabulous. Yeah, bloody fabulous. Mimosas at the door, fantastic. Damn right. Um, okay, Peter, let's um, have another one. Give me another number. Uh, can I get number five, please? Yeah, I don't think you've done five. Um, no. no, you haven't. Um, okay, number five is the absolutely staggering heat wave that was recorded around the middle of July where um, in Coningsby, England, which was the highest um, recorded temperature, UK temperatures hit 40.3 degrees Celsius, 104.5 degrees Fahrenheit um, and broke all the records for UK temperatures. Uh, what do you remember about that, Peter? Were you with me when I had to go to that meeting on that day in town? Uh, yes, I was. I drove into a forbidden car park and then um it was it was the only time you've ever seen me out in the wild with a water bottle that's uh, right from, that's from how well you know it got stream. serious exactly um i i mean what, what i like about this is the, this little rundown of the year's action i'm giving out numbers um and we've had oh in it windy oh in it hot yeah <laughs> oh here's a singing contest yeah i'm i'm really sorry i've turned this 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 this, this look of peter into something rather boring in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's good I'm yeah, loving. I'm right. loving the event. These are the proper events. Is it? I mean, it's very British, isn't it? In it hot, in it cold, in it windy. Fuck. But it was really hot. And I a spaceman. It was very hot. And I haven't um, said cold. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what um, what I had to kind of worry about. The I mean, just mainly I was sat in my cabin with the aircon on full, worrying about my dog Buckley, who's no longer with us. So. You know, at least Buckley got to experience 40 degree fucking heat. <laughs> I, I just remember, um, I remember that meeting room you went to at ACAST, which was the the only cold place I'd been to for yeah, about fucking yeah. three weeks. And and then um, 
I also remember there just being fires everywhere. And people That's right, when I was driving back to yeah. s- to South End it was uh on the horizon, it was like fucking Blade Runner, like those towers letting off flames and stuff. It was yeah. It was pretty crazy, wasn't it? It looked like um it felt like California. And I remember um I also remember around that time Julia Hartley Brewer, who I know you're a big fan of, mm-hmm. who I've actually met once. Um mm. but I didn't really speak to her, she seemed like a dickhead. Um she was on the radio, one of her radio shows, I think it was, saying about how it was nothing to do with climate change when it was literally, mm. the country was literally on fire. Like, if there's no telling someone at that point, then what are you going to do? They Maybe know, it's time they, to stop listening. They usually know it's, uh, it, it's exactly what it is, but they just, they're, just, they're just lying for money. Well, you think it's a grift? Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think we're all very clear it's a bloody grift. <laughs> Which makes uh, it worse, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Peter, one more before we go then. Squeeze one more in for me. All right, give us number 18. No, it only goes up to 15. It only goes up to 15. They've only got 15. Unbelievable. All right, number two. Okay, number two is the premiership of Liz Truss. <laughs> <laughs> she gets uh, 100. Does she get like, how much does she get every year? Oh, uh, it's like over like 100 she... grand, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? Because she was prime minister for just for security. And stuff. I mean, good lord. So what? What a what a fucking. I mean, just tank came in. You know, I was saying on this very show it was going to be a lot of fun because she is idiot. She is an idiot. She is idiot. She the is idiot. Uh, she is idiot. But like, I, I think it, we, it didn't really get going. We didn't have the sort of time. There was no time to actually have a bit of fun. She just came in, absolutely tanked the economy. Uh, and now we've got um, a, a, a chancellor and a, a prime minister who are um, who were just—I mean, you know—squeezing squeezing the nurses, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We fuck the economy. Nurses pay for it. Yeah. See ya. It's <laughs> mad to me that they look. And I'll come on to Liz Truss. Let me just give you the details of Liz Truss's mm. um, premiership. It won't take long. Sixth um, mm. of September, she became prime minister. She she staggeringly, she stopped being prime minister just two months ago. 25th yeah. of October, she stopped being That's Prime right, Minister. Yeah. Um, and I would just add, on the on the money she gets every year for being Prime Minister, I don't think that's anything to do with security. I think she gets that as well. I think mm. the reason she gets the money is because the UK generally don't think it's a good look for their Prime Ministers to be, become paupers. Like mm. It's generally quite a bad look. So mm. um, they give them this stipend. But um, yeah, on the, what, what was I going to say? So, uh, so <laughs> she... She was in the job. For, she's the shortest serving prime minister. So she's in the job for, I think, 45 days, I think, something like mm. that. Uh, and the thing that really hit home for me was when um, she was at the Cenotaph alongside all the other prime ministers. Yes. And the yeah, camera yeah, panned yeah, and along like, them. Whoa. And it's like, what's she doing there? Yeah, you know, oh, they, they, I mean, you know, whatever your political affiliation you know, they're, you know, they're states people, I guess, that they could dress themselves properly. And then she just looked like Nicola Murray from the thick of it. And it was like, it's actually <laughs> happened. It's actually happened. And then on uh, the, on the current uh, thing, as we move into the new year and we hope for new things, it is absolutely staggering to me. Uh, and it shows you just how far through the looking glass we are, that the current government, whatever you think of them, and I happen to think they're fucking cunts, but whatever, whatever you think of them, they are 26 points down in the polls, and they think mm. the best way to get through this is to go into battle with the nurses of the NHS at Christmas. 
Yeah, it's good. I love- <laughs> so, the disdain <laughs> for the disdain for the UK is astonishing. Like they've truly run out of. They've just run out of. They've just run out of gas. They're just absolutely yeah. empty. Like they, they just need to pull. They need to call a general. They just need to cut. They just need to sort of go. Look, we, with the best will in the world. This isn't even good. Like we can't continue. We're not even governing anymore. <laughs> no, it's just it's just it. navigating one crisis to the next, right? Yeah, and, oh, and, and, they're and, not even navigating it. They're just they're, they're 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 driving full steam, sixty miles an hour into the next crisis to distract them from the last crisis. Will the next crisis be slightly better or worse? Could be slightly better. Let's do that one then. It's a uh, cat mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just, you know, but look at and, that. and and the two the two kind of bits of detail on that particular issue, like one is that the nurses have never struck bef- have gone struck before in their whole history of the Royal College of Nurses. Mm. Secondly, every single person in this country has got a story or a connection in some way to an NHS member of staff, or indeed has got a direct relation to them, or is actually working for the NHS. So, like, mm. it really is like going into battle for nefarious purposes against every single citizen in the country, <laughs> which is a, an astonishingly odd strategy when you're already 26 points down the polls, right? Some might argue the Tories have been doing that for, well, the entirety of its history. You would but argue at least that. they're doing it on the... They're doing it, in, they're doing it uh, out in the open. It's, uh, it's insane. And on that note, Pete, I think that is a lovely mm. summary of the things that have happened this year, all mm. the important stuff. Um, we should wrap up here. We'll be back on Thursday, though, for the final show of the year, where maybe mm. we'll look a bit to head, ahead to 2023 and, and chat about some mm-hmm. other chutney and wrap up with our final battery submissions of the year as well. Um, so, Peter, it's been great. Um, don't forget, uh, if you're listening, um, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com is the way to email in. At lukeandpeachshow is, um, is the Twitter and the Instagram, and we look forward to seeing you on there as well. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, everyone. It's goodbye from me, too. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.